Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 289. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. Thanks once again for downloading. First-time listeners, welcome aboard. We're glad you found us, and we hope you turn into regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec, and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Australians are loyal to their mobile providers, but we're going to talk about why that loyalty could be costing us money. Why Telstra is bumping customers up to faster NBN speeds for free. And Samsung's Galaxy S9 Plus camera judged the best in the world. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the AlcoSense Verity Personal Breathalyzer. We're going to experience the HTC Vive Pro Virtual Reality Headset and the ZTE Foldable Smartphone with two screens and we'll finish up with the tech guide help desk and it's all brought to you by netgear australia's number one brand of home wi-fi products and norton the company to help keep you and your family safe online massive show planned for you so let's get cracking Well, all of us have smartphone plans. Have uh, We've had smartphones for quite some time. I'm pretty sure you listeners are pretty savvy with your smartphones, had them for quite a while. You might be an Android user, an iPhone user, but uh, bottom line is you need a plan. You need a, a SIM card. You need to be connected to the network. And there's some interesting, some interesting stats released by finder.com.au uh, today, and these are talking about how loyal we are to our telcos, to our mobile providers. And we are a very, very loyal bunch, as a matter of fact, where on average, uh, Finder says that we've been with the same provider for 6.5 years. That's on average. That's a long time when you think about it. Only a third of people, that's around 38%, have switched telcos in the last three years. We pick and stick, us Aussies, 14% of customers... They've been with the same telco for up to five years, and 26% haven't switched for up to 10 years. So one in five Australian users has been with the same provider for more than 11 years. And but back then, you think, cast your mind back 11 years ago, the choices were so much more limited than they are today. Now, are we doing ourselves a favor by doing this? What all these stats mean? It means that two in three Australians, 62%, have been with the same provider for at least four years. Now, you cast your mind back to when you got your first plan. It might have been 10, 12, 15, 20 years ago, and the plans were pretty straightforward. There wasn't much data on them. Uh, you had to pay for all your calls, all your texts. There were none of this unlimited talk and text. Data was pretty scarce. It's only since... 
the iPhone was introduced in Australia around 2008 where data was a major component of our plans. And now he's probably arguably, or not arguably, definitely the most important part of our plans. Talk and text, unlimited calls, unlimited text, that's kind of a given nowadays. We, we have that. But they, these aren't our primary forms of communication. We, we, we do talk, we do text, but we send stuff, we stream stuff. And the use of our phone, I should say, the talking and texting isn't the primary use of our device. Most of us use it to for entertainment, listen to music, stream things, watch YouTube. That's why data is so important. So with that in mind and our loyalty to our telcos, it's it's surprising that we we are picking and sticking as we are because that decision could actually be costing us money. When you when you dive deeper into these stats and and ask why this people have stayed true, forty seven percent have stayed faithful because they're happy with their provider. Twenty three percent said they haven't switched because they think they're on a good deal. And 10% admit to not switching because it's too much of a hassle. And 6% even said it's just all too confusing. So a lot of us are either not looking, we're just, we're, it's too much of a hassle, we think. We're, we're thinking we're on a good deal. But it isn't really till you dive a bit deeper into our own plans, our own usage, to see whether we're getting the best bang for our buck. And for those who want to do that, and there are some very savvy users. And don't forget, if you leave your telco, you can port your number across. So you're not going to lose your phone number. If that's a worry, you're not going to lose your number. Laws were passed years ago where porting, you can port your number to another telco in an hour if you want. If you want to go from one telco to another, it could be all happening numbers over in, in less than an hour. In minutes, it can take place. So don't let that hold you back thinking, oh, if I change telcos, I'm going to change my phone number. You're not. You're going to keep the same number, but you do have the freedom. If you're on if you're on a, a, a month-to-month, if you're not on a contract, of course, you, you're a bit more restricted. But when it comes to shopping for your next contract – then you can take a look around. But if you're on a, if you own your phone, you're on a SIM only plan, you're paying month to month or whatever, you have the freedom to look around for the best deals. And it is such a competitive market out there. We're going to talk about some of the latest deals from uh, from Kogan Mobile and also Boost Mobile. There's some pretty good deals out there, depending on how you want to use your phone. But if you really want to take a look around, and before we talk about those deals, let's give you some tips on what to do before you start looking for a better deal. Uh, number one is know what you're getting. So take a look at your plan, know how much data you're getting, check to see if you've got unlimited talk and text and all of those features. You might have free streaming for Apple Music or free streaming for Spotify, so it doesn't use up any of your data when you stream those sorts of services. Take a look around at what's included. The example I've given in my story on Tech Guide, you can read that if you want, the if uh, the example I give is if you're paying for 20 gigabytes of data per month and you're only using 10, then you're kind of paying for stuff you're not using. So you may be better off in this case to maybe come down to a cheaper plan. You may there be maybe money to save. Take a look at how you use your device. This is number two, and whether you uh, you use a lot of data on the go. You maybe do more talking and texting than streaming. Uh, you can assess your mobile habits and find a plan that can cater for them. Fair enough if you use a lot of data, check your bill, see what your monthly average is, 
and find a plan that can meet those needs. No point if you're using 20 gig of data a month and you've only got a plan that gives you 10, then you're paying excess charges, whereas you could probably it'd be cheaper to just go up to the next plan and, and get the extra data. Uh, number three, compare how your current plan stacks up to the competition. You may be on a plan, let's use an example, you might be paying 40 bucks a month and getting 15 gig of data. Now, that might be dollar for dollar, you might find a plan that might be uh, the same price and you get more data. Or you may find a, a plan that's the same price or cheaper and with, with the same, roughly the same amount of value you're getting. Uh, you got to ask the question, do you need more data? Do you make international calls? There are deals with international calls. Do you travel overseas? I travel a lot, and I'm, I'm a Vodafone customer, which gives me that great $5 a day roaming. So I don't need to go looking for SIM cards when I travel, and 99 times out of 100, wherever I travel, it's part of those countries uh, participating in that, in that $5 a day. They're included in that $5 a day deal. So I'm able to make calls, receive calls, use everything that my plan entitles me to in those other countries. So you need to ask yourself those questions. Can I use some services data-free? The example I gave earlier was Spotify. I think Optus customers can use Spotify data-free. So they can stream to their heart's content and not be using their data allowance. Same thing, I think Telstra offered the same thing for Apple Music a couple of years ago. So you need to ask these questions. Call your provider and ask them, what are you willing to do to keep me as your customer? Ask the question. Now, there are some plans already out there. We, we've written about a couple of uh, offers. There's a great deal going at, at Kogan Mobile at the moment, and this deal kicked off the other day, but is going to it's going to be running through uh, until the end of March, I understand. So if you what till till sorry till the end of April till the, till April 30, the deal is with Kogan Mobile. They've got a buy one get one free deal. Now to be clear, Kogan Mobile uses the Vodafone 4G network. So you've got a decent network behind you. The catch here is you need to sign up to a 365-day plan. So they've got medium, large, extra large plans, 16, 16, 6 gig, 16 gig, 23 gig, respectively, is the data allowance. And if you pay for 12 months, it actually works out cheaper than paying month to month. So if you lo you're willing to lock yourself in for a year, you can buy one plan and get another, the same value plan, for free. So if you want to sign up with a partner, with a friend, a family member, you can effectively both get a deal for half price. You get buy one, get one free. But you need to sign up for a 365-day plan, so it's a year commitment. And the data allowance that I said, so say, for example, the extra-large plan with 23 gig of data, on a 365-day plan, you are given 23 gig to use every 30 days. So it's uh, that's part of the deal when you sign up to the to the 365-day plan. Works out cheaper than paying month to month or, or every three months. The other deal to look for, if you're after a decent prepaid plan, and uh, a lot of people, especially young users, are, are into the prepaid, they want to control their spend. Um, one of the youth brands, Boost Mobile, has just released some new Anytime Plus prepaid plans. So these have increased data allowances, as well as calls to standard international numbers in 50 countries. This is an important feature for some for some customers. They may be here on a holiday, or they may be they may be have, have migrated to Australia. They've got family overseas. They can use 
use their plans to call home using the, the, the new Boost Anytime Plus plans. So as for an example, whenever a prepaid plan, you can then recharge it. You're not locked into any contract. Any recharge on $20 or more, you get more data. On the $50 recharge, you get an extra 8 gig of data, which takes you up to 20 gig of data for every recharge. Pretty good. Thir- at recharges of $30 or more, also included, you'll receive those 100 minutes of calls from Australia to those standard international numbers in 50 eligible destinations. I've listed those countries in my story on Tech Guide, as well as going through all of the plans offered, uh, what you get for a $20 recharge, $30 recharge, $40 recharge, and the $50 recharge. There's also add-on packs where you can add another half a, half a gig of data for 5 bucks. You can also add on credit, all these other things. Uh, there's also $15 add-ons as well. So it's pretty flexible, the Boost mobile plans. If you don't want to lock yourself in, you want to control your spend, then Boost is a great way to do that with their new Anytime Plus plans. A lot, a lot of info there for you about how loyal we are to our, our, our telcos and why that loyalty could be costing us money. Uh, we've also gone through the Kogan mobile plans as well as the new Boost mobile plans. If you want to read about any of those things that we've just spoken about, you know where to find them, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Normally when you get something for nothing, I think a lot of people naturally ask, what's the catch? Well, in this case, Telstra are bumping up customers to faster NBN speeds for free. And the good news is there is no catch. More than 1 million Telstra home and small business customers will have their NBN speed tiers upgraded. And this is at no additional cost. They don't need to do anything. So if you're a customer... A Telstra customer currently on the 25 megabits down, 5 megabits up plan, so the 25.5 plan, you are going to be upgraded, if you haven't already, to the 50.20 plan for free. So again, you don't need to do anything. If you do, if you are on the 25.5 plan on the NBN, Telstra customer, you will not need to do anything. They will upgrade. Telstra will upgrade the speeds in the background and let you know once it's been completed. But how's that free upgrade? 25.5 upgraded to 50.20. That's doubling your speed and quadrupling your upload speed for nothing. Now, why are Telstra doing this? Well, there's a couple of reasons why. They want to give their customers better value. But they're also, uh, this is a, another use for their new Telstra smart modem. Uh, they're rolling out this new device, which gives you not only great Wi-Fi in your home, brings the internet in your house, but also has a 4G mobile backup. So for those times where maybe the, your internet's down, you may be getting repairs or waiting for installation, the 4 gig mobile allows you to stay connected. So you still have that connection. The modem also ensures that that new NBN 50 speed tier can be utilized completely. There are so many factors why uh, a lot of customers don't get the speed they're promised uh, in their home on an NBN plan. Uh, It could be location of the modem, the type of modem, where it is in the house. All of this stuff can have an impact. So Telstra are confident that those customers with the Telstra smart modem are going to get the very best out of that connection. So if you are on that 
25.5, you're going to get bumped up to 50.20. And Telstra says that uh, now the ACCC requires companies to give some kind of guarantee that they are going to be at least 60% of maximum speed during peak, peak time. So example would be if you're on a 100 megabits per second plan, the ACCC guideline requires you to provide at least 60 megabits per second during peak evening periods, what I call Netflix hour. You know, when everyone has dinner, they do the washing up, and then they sit down in front of the telly and binge on Netflix. That's the Netflix hour when a lot of traffic is, is uh, on online. So if your telco has to give you at least 60% of their advertised speed at that peak time. Naturally, just physics dictates the fact that if a lot of people are online at the same time, your speeds are going to slow down. But the telcos have to give you at least 60%. And Telstra says its speeds in the busy evening period are well above that ACCC guideline of 60% of maximum speed during those peak times. So well above the 60% limit. Telstra have done a lot of work in the background. They copped a bit of flack last year for selling plans of, to customers knowing that they, their equipment will not achieve those speeds. They did get in a lot of trouble. There was a lot of refunding happening after that, but they seem to have taken their medicine, Telstra, getting their ducks in a row again and offering customers excellent value. And if you're on the 25.5, guess what? You're going to get bumped up to the 50.20 plan for nothing. Take it while you can. If you're on, if you haven't received that already, contact Telstra. Probably it's happening. It's in the works. It's in the background. But that's a pretty good feeling to know that you get your speed's going to double for nothing if you're a Telstra NBN customer on the 25.5 plan. You want to read more about that? Check it out at techguide.com.au. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, I'm just back from Barcelona, where I attended the Mobile World Congress, and that was the venue in Barcelona where Samsung unveiled its Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus smartphones, only released days ago. But we've just received news that DxOMark, which is this, this worldwide uh, camera testing body, has already concluded that the Galaxy S9 Plus, that's the larger device with the twin lenses, the S9 Plus camera is now, what, in their opinion, the best smartphone camera in the world. The device has dual lens, dual aperture. So it's got adaptable aperture depending on your lighting conditions. It has earned DxO's highest score to date of 99 points. Now, this puts it ahead of the Google Pixel 2, which had 98 points, and the iPhone 10, which had 97 points. So the S9 Plus has gone to number one with a bullet and taken over this prestigious uh, award. We can call it an award because it was judged. It wasn't just a, a, a game of chance. They did judge this, and we're going to go through what they judged. And it has come up 
with the best score, 99 points. So perform well across all photo and video testing categories. So they, they went through all – they these was exhaustive testing. So they tested it in bright light, and they found that the S9 Plus produced really good results, bright, vivid colors, great dynamic range. Uh, they said that the S9 Plus also had a good balance between noise reduction and retention of detail. Low light conditions, they said the S9 Plus, and this is one of the features that uh, Samsung really were pro- heavily promoting. Low light conditions, the Samsung S9 Plus also kicked a goal. They did all kinds of other tests too, and in that low light test, I should add that they did test the dual aperture lens. So the, the camera can actually switch between. So this is the S9 Plus, don't forget, the larger device with the twin lenses. It can switch between f2.4 aperture in brighter light to a very fast f1.5 to maximize light exposure in lower light. So uh, a really, really good result there. Using flash as well, they, they took pictures with flash, revealed that there was good exposure, the same level of detail as images taken without a flash. Uh, with the dual camera setup, they also tested that bokeh effect, you know, the sort of blurred uh, background, foreground in focus. They tested it against, and you can see these pictures for yourself, the results of these tests, it up against the iPhone 10 and the Google Pixel 2 uh, for these comparisons. You can judge for yourself, and but the Samsung picture do look excellent. Uh, they also, there's an image where they took a photo with a flash and they found that there was still great detail in the photograph, nice balance between exposing the foreground and all that as well. Uh, amazing amount of, of, of detail they went into in these testing. They judged auto-focused. What was judged to be good, not great. It wasn't the fastest, but close to the best, so it was able to produce repeatable results. They also, and this was an interesting one too, they did a high contrast test. Have you ever taken a photos where you say you're in front of a window and it's really bright outside the window, but you still want to capture some detail inside the window? So best example would be a person standing in front of a window with a bright light behind them. Normally, they're just a silhouette in the bright light. Well, with the with the the S9 Plus, the image that they did show, and that is on my story, the brightness didn't overtake the foreground. So it really distributed that light really well. So uh, anyone who's had that issue in the past with taking images in front of bright, with a lot of brightness in the background, well, you know, uh, according to DxO Mark, this isn't an issue anymore. So all those tests were concluded that they looked at exposure, contrast, color, autofocus, texture, noise, artifacts, flash, zoom, the bokeh effect. All of that stuff was done, even with video too. They did the same thing for video, exposure, color, autofocus, texture, noise, stabilization. Uh, it, it received an overall score of 99, bringing it, making it the best phone camera smartphone, smartphone camera in the world. So you've got Galaxy S9 Plus, and again, I'll remind you that it's not the S9 that was judged the best. It was the S9 Plus with those dual lenses. Google Pixel 2, second on 98, iPhone 10 on 97. iPhone 10 is actually equal third with the Huawei Mate 10 Pro, which we did review on Tech Guide uh, last December. Uh, interestingly, uh, it is equal to the iPhone 10. But I've got the full list of those uh, scores, the top 10 there, as well as all the comparison images between the S9 Plus, the Google Pixel 2, and the iPhone 10. You can check them all out for yourself. If you're a bit of a photography fan, you can uh, check out and judge those results, those side-by-side images for yourself. You can find all of that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Meet Orby, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orby gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through wall, just better Wi-Fi across the board. Orby reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orby helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orby Tri-Band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're already paying for. Orby's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orby, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. Alrighty, our first review, our Tech Guide review is of a, uh, a bit of a different product, but uh, nonetheless a very important one. And I'm talking about the AlcoSense Verity personal breathalyzer now anyone who's ever had a drink and who's ever gotten behind the wheel will know exactly what a breathalyzer is they may have been stopped roadside by the police and asked to count to 10 or blow into a pipe and they then have their blood alcohol concentration tested now the law states uh, in in australia that you have you got i think 0.05 is the limit so anything above 0.05, you are driving under the influence and there will be legal consequences. And I've seen enough episodes of RBT to know that not everyone is the best judge of their level of alcohol. There's a lot of uh, the she'll be right, mate, kind of attitude when people have had a few drinks, they step behind the wheel, and a lot of them, and all the people I see it on those shows, and I'm sure so many people caught roadside, these people have misjudged the amount of alcohol in their system. Now, having a device like the AlcoSense Verity would be a really handy product that can not only save your license and save your points, but potentially save your life and the life of others, maybe a passenger, a pedestrian. If you have ever had a drink and have ever been pulled up roadside, that nervous feeling you get thinking, oh, am I under the limit? Am I okay? Well, that's the that guesswork can be completely removed if you have a device like the AlcoSense Verity. Now, just to be clear, this isn't a massive product. This is a product that is smaller than a phone. Have a look at the pictures on Tech Guide. There's an image of the AlcoSense Verity next to the iPhone 8, uh, and it is tiny compared to it. It fits literally in the palm of your hand. So carrying this is not a hassle. You can carry it in your pocket if you're a bloke, in your bag if you're a woman, if you've got a handbag, easy to carry around. And this thing is accurate. It uses fuel sense technology. So you have fuel cell technology, I should say. Uh, so you have the same technology that the police use roadside. So you can blow an accurate, you can get an accurate reading once you blow into this thing, really easy to use, you press it on, it'll boot up, takes about a few seconds to boot up, blow into the into the tube, and you'll get a reading in seconds. 
So you get a three-digit reading, so it's zero point. The reading you get is the point whatever. So if you're 0.05, it'll say 0.050. Or if you're 0.1, it'll say 0.100. So it gives you that accurate three-digit reading. uh, And using that fuel cell technology, it is 0.005% accurate to within 0.005%. So it is highly accurate. So now you can, before you get behind the wheel, blow into the Verity. It'll give you a hyper-accurate measurement. Now, for our review, and I had a birthday recently, so I had a few people over for some drinks, some dinner, had a little party, and I thought, I'm going to pull this out, and just to give people, for me to test it, of course, but also just to give people an idea of how much alcohol they have in their system. There's two people I, I used in my review. One was a woman, pretty slight, not not a big woman, like quite, quite short, slim, and she'd been sipping wine most of the night. She'd had it with, before dinner, had it with dinner, had been you know having some nibblies or whatever. And out of interest, I said, "Look, how do how 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 much alcohol do you reckon if you were to get behind the wheel, you'd be okay?" And she said, "Yeah, I'll be I'll be I'd be fine. I feel good." I used the Verity, and she blew into the tube. There is a there is a tube you can put on top of the tube, so you're not blowing into the same tube, just for hygiene's sake. And she blew into the tube, and she blew zero. So she blew 0.11. So she was double, more than double the legal limit, and she thought she felt okay. So wouldn't that have been a rude shock if she had got behind the wheel? She might have felt okay. She might have driven home okay, not hurt anyone. But what happens if she goes past an RBT and has to give that same, do that same test roadside with the police? She'd she'd have lost the license. She'd have to go to court. She'd have to pay a fine, and it's a hassle. Not to mention, if you're even more drunker, you could be hurting people. So I found that really interesting. And she was absolutely shocked to think, "Wow, I thought I was fine," and because she'd been drinking steadily during the night, not 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 hammering it, but glass of wine here, glass of wine there, glass of red, glass, another glass of wine, and she was over the limit. Another guy who, an experienced drinker, uh, and he was just having a beer every hour or so, and he, I said the same thing. I said, mate, would you be able to drive right now? He goes, yeah, I, I reckon I'm just under the limit. I'm okay. And I uh, I used Verity on him, and he was right. He was, he was, he was, point oh, it was just under 0.05. So he, he would have been technically okay to drive, but how, who's to say how accurate can your judgment be? He could have been 0.1 over. He could be 0.51 instead of being 0.48 or 49 or whatever he was. So it, it's really hard. That, that guesswork is risky. So having a product like this can really take all that danger out of the equation. Now, this is a standalone product, so I don't need to download an app or create an account or use your phone. This is a standalone product. So you can use this, have it on you, have it in your car, wherever you want, so you know exactly how much alcohol you've got in your system before you're driving, before you're doing anything to endanger others or to lose your license. There's a lot of people who need their license to work, and this is a product that helps save your license and Better still, could possibly even save your life. The product, really small, really easy to use. It comes with a little travel pouch as well. comes with these extra tubes. So if you, because at the top of the product, the tube slides out from the right-hand side of the product. If someone else, you want to test someone else, there, there is a spare. There's five other little tubes you can slip in so they, they're not blowing on the same tube as you. Uh, so you do have those. It is available in six different colors as well. 
Navy. Uh, navy is one colour. Blue is another colour. Everyone wants the same colour. Pink, green, beige, and white. $249 this is, and I think that's a, a small price to pay for that peace of mind that it's going to give you for anyone who may not know exactly how much they've had to drink. So many varying factors. I did a bit of research about blood alcohol concentration and what can affect it. Here's what can affect your blood alcohol concentration. Whether you've, uh, whether you've got an empty stomach, your body size, your level of body fat, your gender, and whether you're an experienced drinker. Experienced drinkers can tend to handle their drink better, so their body it doesn't show up as, as, as highly in their body. But all these factors play a part. And unless you have something like this, it's very hard to get it right. And as the case of uh, my female guest at my party, she was shocked to see she was twice the legal limit where she felt okay she, she would have driven her car home that night. Luckily, we had the verity to, for me to show her exactly what her alcohol level was, and you could do the same. The verity price of 249 bucks. If you want to read our complete review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, while I was in Barcelona, I did have the, a great experience. I did get a chance to try out the brand-new HTC Vive Pro. Now, the HTC Vive has been out for a little while, and it is a virtual reality headset, quite a powerful headset, HD images through the eye, the eyepieces, and needs to be connected to a pretty high-powered computer as well. And you can. it's not just all about games, although games do are a very fun part of the whole experience, but I discovered uh, during my experience in at MWC in Barcelona at the HTC booth, that there are so many other uses for this technology. Now, we've already heard, and I have heard, that there, there's been investment from uh, automobile companies. I think Volkswagen are using this for... So what they do, the people who are using these, these virtual designers, can actually create all these different things, stuff that they need. They would have previously had to build a physical version of, something, maybe they're designing a part or something, they can now do it virtually. So they see it, touch it, feel it virtually. Uh, and when they're ready to make it for real, then they've done all this testing. They haven't wasted any materials. They can do it everything virtually. So you think about that in all kinds of industry, whether it's automotive industry, the mining industry, agriculture. There's so many uses for this technology where you can apply the, the, this this technology for you to uh, do your research, to experience things without them having to physically happen. But you've got all the data and everything you need in the virtual world for you to make the right judgment. In, in the case of the car manufacturer, you can design parts. You can design a whole car virtually and test it, do all these other virtual tests, and then not have to build it till it's ready to go. That is the potential of this technology. The other use, and I, I did find out that Manchester United use this uh, virtual reality, the, the HTC Vive Pro. They use this technology to allow their rehabilitating players to still be able to practice uh, kicking the ball, trapping the ball, all their skills, so they can still practice using the headset, but without the risk of further injury to themselves. You think about it, they're kicking around a real ball, there's the, the potential they can maybe injure themselves, but they can still, using the virtual reality headset, the HCC Vive Pro, they can still sharpen up, keep their skills sharp with a virtual ball that they can kick, hit off their shins, off their boots. There's all these sensors that make it feel as realistic as possible, even, give, even gives them haptic feedback when the ball comes near the sensor, 
in in the side the virtual experience. So there's all these experiences, all these use cases for virtual reality technology that are absolutely amazing. And of course, no doubt, gaming is still a massive part of it. I got to see what the, the the car companies are doing. I got to see what Manchester United's doing. I also got a chance to using the, the HTC standalone model. They do have, I think, in the Chinese market, the HTC Vive Focus. So this is a standalone product that doesn't need to be connected to a computer. I wore it. I was able to stand on a beach and look around, and I was in a rainforest and on stage at a concert. It was remarkable the quality and the realism. I was transported away virtually in this virtual world. I was no longer standing in a booth in Barcelona. I was in those places. It felt like I'd been transported away. The other thing I did, played a couple of games with the HCC Vive Pro, played uh, ping pong. Uh, that, that was an experience where I was able to play virtual ping pong against another player, and you could see there's a video on, on my story on TechGuide where I'm wearing the goggles and I've got a paddle in one hand and I've got another control in the other hand to serve the ball, and I could feel every time I swung the paddle to hit the ball, I felt a little vibration. I was like I was actually hitting a ball, but it was all happening virtually. My opponent was also returning the ball. We had a few rallies. You can see that uh, little video on TechGuide, but my favorite part, and I'm, I'm a big first first-person shooter fan. I'm a massive Call of Duty fan. So first-person shooters are my favorite. And I was able to play the ultimate first-person shooter with the HTC Vive Pro, which, by the way, has a, it is a brand-new product. It was only announced at CES. That was back in January. It's going to be released to the public in a few months. The other announcement they made was the wireless adapter for the HTC Vive Pro. That means you don't need to have this big, long cable trailing away to your high-powered PC you can now be connected wirelessly through this adapter that sits on top of the headset. So you wear the, the goggles around your, your eyes. There's ear, headphones included on your ears. And on top of that, you've got the wireless adapter. So you are wire-free uh, for this whole experience. And I did get a chance to use that wireless adapter when I was playing this zombie game where I was in the middle of this of this desert area and had two guns. I was able to swap the guns from a table that I could see within the game. I could reload. It used to take a couple of seconds to reload. As the zombies were advancing, they did sort of add to the tension of the game where I had to actually press the reload button and wait till my ammo was reloaded before I could shoot again. That was interesting. But it was such a fun game where you are... It's like you are in this new world. You've left the place where you were. All you can see, no matter where you look, up, down, around, you're in this other world. It was absolutely remarkable. HTC also had on the stand a hot air balloon. Well, they had the basket of a hot air balloon anyway. But but when 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 customers when, when attendees jumped into the hot air balloon into the basket, wearing the HCC Vive Pro, they could touch the basket, feel the basket, feel that sensation where they were off the ground. It was off the ground by a foot or two, and they look around using the HCC Vive Pro. They look down at the ground where they they feel like they're hundreds of meters in the air. And it just is remarkable how this experience could transport you away with all these various uh, all these various settings. In the case of the hot air balloon, that was absolutely unbelievable as well. If you want to read all about the HCC Vive Pro and see my little video, actually, of me playing virtual ping pong, as well as all the other things, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, while I was in Barcelona, that naturally that was uh, a place where there's a lot of new smartphones around. And one one product that I did see last week that I uh, that didn't get into last week's podcast was a, a really interesting product from ZTE. This was the Axon M. And what makes this special is that it is a foldable smartphone. And not only foldable, it's got two screens. So at first glance, you look at this device and it looks like it's a 5.2-inch smartphone uh, with a front-facing camera. It looks like every other smartphone. But if you fold out the back panel, the, you fold out the back panel, that's actually another screen, and you can fold it up and it snaps into place with the screen at the front of the device. So suddenly, you're looking at a screen that's twice as big. You're looking at a tablet-sized screen, uh, but it is actually still a smartphone. So you've got the option of using both screens to display, just give you a bigger display. And there is examples on, on, on my story on Tech Guide where I've actually got the Tech Guide site looking at it, the two screen view. So I'm looking at, rather than having a narrow view, I've got the two screens joining together to form a bigger picture. You can also have uh, not only enjoy that bigger experience with websites, with maps, with apps, whatever you want, uh, or just the general running of the Android system. Uh, you can also choose to have dual screens. So you may have the, the screens all t- next to each other, so uh, vertically next to each other. One screen could be a browser. The other screen could be a messaging app. Uh, there's all these other these alternatives. We can have one screen, full app running. The other screen, another full app running. Think about any other smartphone that could do that. The best you can do with a single-screen device is maybe splitting the screen in half, but you're only getting half a screen. Here you're getting two full screens, two 5.2-inch screens, where you can watch an app on each of the screens. The other thing you can do is mirror the screen. So there's different modes for the screen. So say, for example, I want to show you something on my screen. And rather than you having a group of people, rather than us crowding around one side of the phone, I could mirror what I'm looking at on the other side of the screen facing the other people so they can see exactly what I'm talking about. I might be showing them a photo or a website or some other app. I can mirror what I'm seeing on the front and show them on the other screen. This is a handy little feature too. When you're taking photos, this is another great example of utilizing those two screens. I could say I'm taking a photo of a person standing in front of me. I could uh, spin around the screen to face them, so the secondary screen, and the camera, while I'm lining up the camera, that screen acts like a bit of a monitor so they can see themselves in the screen so they they make sure they're posing right, they're looking good. That gives them the opportunity to take their best photo because they can see themselves uh, before the photo's taken and to make sure that the photo turns out right. So yet another great little feature with the the advantage of having those two screens. There is another thing where you can look at your gallery, so all your thumbnails are on one side, the selected pictures on the right. I've 
I've given all these examples on my story on Tech Guide. There's plenty of photos that I've taken. I've even had it in the mode, the, the, the all screen mode, using both screens for the one app. And I've got Google Maps open and should see the size of the map that you can get uh, on those two screens. There's also a picture of the home screen spread out over two of the Axon M screens as well. Now, ZTE has already released the Axon M in the US. It came out in October. And there is a possibility... Uh, this isn't confirmed, but there is a possibility it could be coming to Australia in mid-2018, so in just a few months' time. Uh, the minute I confirm that, either way, I will let you know. But in the meantime, if you want to check out those great images and to see the phone for yourself, you can check out our story at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Public Wi-Fi isn't always safe. We all use it, but none of us realize that our information could be out there for people to see. Without the right protection, your personal information could become public. The recent Cracks Wi-Fi vulnerability is just one example of how these attackers could intercept data transmitted across a Wi-Fi network. Personal information that's transmitted over the internet or stored on your connected device, things like passwords, credit card numbers and more, could be vulnerable. All this personal information can be used towards committing identity theft, such as accessing your bank accounts without your knowledge. The team at Norton are dedicated to helping you keep your valuable data safe. Norton Wi-Fi Privacy encrypts the personal information you send and receive on public Wi-Fi to help keep it private wherever you want to log on. Help protect your information with Norton Wi-Fi Privacy. To find out more, visit au.norton.com. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk, a couple, uh, couple of quick questions that we can get through. And again, you can email me on info at techguide.com.au, but I will take preference if you want to record your question using the Voice Byte app, hashtag Tech Guide. Hit me with your question. I will play your Voice Byte, that is your voice, on this show. Well, this week we're talking about uh, one question from a reader was about converting tapes to digital. Now, this is a, a very common practice because you, know, you want to be able to view uh, and preserve your video. And, and everyone knows that if your video is kept on a tape, it degrades over time and eventually it'll be turned to dust in many, many years. But in the meantime, you can convert them to digital. There are many things, uh, products you can buy to help you do this. So you, you first of all need to have your original tapes. You also need to have a player that will play those tapes. That's one thing that a lot of customers uh, forget about. They think, I'm going to buy a conversion kit. I've got this whole shoebox full of videotapes. Oh, I don't have a video player anymore. Well, guess what? You can't convert them without the player. So you need a working video player. So you can you can plug in. Uh, there's plenty of devices that plug into the the, the video recorder uh, and then plug into your computer. You press play. It'll then turn it into digital and post it on the computer. So you, without the video player, uh, without the product to convert it, and without the original tapes, then without if even if one of those things are missing, you're gone. So the other alternative, and this is a slightly more expensive option, is to get a company to do it. There are plenty of services out there where you can just turn up with a whole box full of tapes and they will convert them for you. So they'll do it all for you. They'll, they'll put them, label them, put them on disc or however you want, and they'll do all the heavy lifting for you. You don't need to buy anything. If you don't have a video player, what choice have you got? So if you don't have your original player 
and a lot of the time it's people converting tapes, small videotapes. If you don't have that original video camera, forget about it. It's, you, you can't convert anything. You need a player to play the tape to convert it. So that's another reason why maybe the professional option is the way to go. A lot of companies offering their services that can convert your memories to digital. And, again, precious memories, you can't put a price on them. If you want to keep them, it is worth investing in that. If you want to do it yourself, it's going to cost you a little bit of money to buy the product, the conversion product, plenty of them around. I've written about them on Tech Guide. Plus, of course, you're going to have to take the time to do it. And if you've got a lot of tapes, it's going to take ages so maybe the professional option is the go. Uh, the other question I had was an interesting one. The question was, how do I record a phone call on my landline? Uh, I, I won't ask why you need to do that, but of course, if uh, you, I've done it myself, I've done it for I've interviewed people on landline. So I had the re- how I did that, and this is what I suggested to our reader was you can buy a recorder that comes with a special microphone that sits in your ear like an earphone. So you put it in your ear so you can hear through that, but the outside of that is a microphone. So when you put the phone to your ear, it records everything you hear through the earpiece, and it records everything you say, of course, because it's a recorder. It'll record everything you say as well. So you get both sides of the conversation. So if you do need to record a call, you need a recorder, you get a little dictaphone, but you also need that special microphone that plugs into the microphone jack and sits in your ear, but it is actually or the outside of that is an earphone, but it, or the outside of it is a microphone, so you can hear through the earpiece, record everything it hears through the earpiece. And that's the end of our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about, of course, at techguide.com.au. We would love your voice bite, so download voice bite for iOS and Android. It's free. You can use the hashtag techguide to record a little review, a question, 15 seconds of recording time, broadcast that. You will hear that voice bite. That by, by that, I mean your voice on the Tech Guide podcast. If you want to email, still accepting emails at info at techguide.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 